Welcome to the New Reality Show, where you can call in live for laser coaching and engage in Q&A with doctors Art Emrich and Christina Winsey. Discover how to master the power of your mind, body, and spiritual energies. Get empowered to create your new reality for more happiness, well-being, and success. Well, here we are. It's Friday night. We made it. Yay, it's all the way to April Fool's Day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, I was thinking how they say, it's Saturday night. Well, it's Friday night with Dr. Art and Dr. Chris. (laughs) Well, if you've just tuned into our silliness, um, this is New Reality Solutions. I'm Dr. Christina Winsey and And Dr. Art Emmerich. And we are here because we love humanity and we got tired of only being able to help people one-on-one in our offices and online, Uh, though that is still very valuable. We still do it, but we wanted to help a lot more people because a lot, the whole world is struggling with anxiety and stress and all kinds of challenges to stay happy, positive, healthy, you name it. So we are all about providing you with practical solutions that you can do for free at home and um, and really to help you make your life better, mind, body, spirit. So that's the scoop. Anything you want to add, Dr. Art? Uh, just that we, uh, we cover topics that we think will be of broad interest to our uh, selected uh, audience group. And we're committed to also giving you uh, practices, things that you can actually do. So, yes, it's informative. Uh, You'll have some facts that you can um, appreciate, we hope, Uh, but also some some, uh, things that you can do, some new behaviors to engage in that will change the quality of your life. Absolutely. So uh, that being said, we want to first thank our loyal subscribers and uh, without them, uh, we wouldn't be able to keep the lights on. That's not totally true, but it's partially true. And so we always appreciate those who are helping, contributing to our being able to continue the show and provide more value to more people. We also do bring on some uh, amazing authors, speakers, uh, world changers, and The guests just keep getting better and better. So from time to time, we will have guests on the show and uh, they bring their own brand of uh, wisdom and interesting topics and freebies. They always give away a freebie. Yeah, we insist on that. We say, uh, don't uh, don't plan on coming on unless you've got something to give the people that they don't have to pay for. So exactly another commitment. Exactly. I want to welcome you to uh, call into the show if you'd like to join our conversation or if you'd like some laser coaching or to discuss with us. Tonight's topic is about forgiveness. It's about how to um, how to forgive, why to forgive. We're going to be covering a lot of aspects of forgiveness tonight. 
Meanwhile, um, if you get value out of the show and you'd like to become a subscriber, you can find the link on our show page. And uh, Thomas is going to put that on the screen. And you just simply click there. You can start for as little as $2.99. If you feel more generous, you can go up to whatever number is available on the choices there. And we think, what a bargain. $2.99 a month. That means... Each show is going to be about 75 cents, and we are absolutely sure that you will get more value than that from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So um, we will be giving you a free handout tonight, and uh, at the end of the show, we will give you our email so you can request it. And we look forward to uh, to the possibility of you calling in if you're if you have a question or want to join. So with that, um, we now have a wonderful next uh, piece, which we do every week, which is Dr. Art's tip of the week. Tip of the week. Um, Always uh, have a, a, a single word descriptor for it. And the word this week is sayings. Um, I know when I'm interested in a topic, I'll, I'll look it up on the internet and find out uh, what, what wise things have been said about this topic over the years, sometimes going back centuries of uh, wisdom. And uh, so I found some about forgiveness that I thought were, were really good. And uh, uh, just to um, give an example, um, I was in, in a session uh, just late last week and a statement was made that human life on planet Earth is both brief and temporary, but you are not. Mm. I thought that was really a pithy kind of a statement to make. So sayings about forgiveness. The first one, uh, St. Luke, uh, judge not and ye shall not be judged. Mm. And um, forgiveness is about judgment. Um, uh, Alexander Pope to err is human, to forgive divine. Mm. Uh, St. John, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know probably where that came from mm. uh, on the cross. Um, a uh, St. Matthew reporting on a conversation that St. Peter had with Jesus said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? Jesus saying unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. So it gives you an idea about how important forgiveness is. And the last one is an unknown source that I thought was particularly good. If we could read the secret history of those we would like to punish, we would find in each life enough grief and suffering to make us stop wishing anything more on them. Mm. Yes. So, you know, just some, some very interesting and, and I hope useful sayings about how important forgiveness is because it affects the, the quality of our own life so much uh, yes. as a forgiver. Well, thank you, Dr. So, Art. Mm-hmm. I was uh, in pre- preparation for the show. I was listening to a, a very brief video by uh, Vishen Lakiani. He's the CEO and founder of Mind Valley, and he talks about. Um, uh, he actually quotes Neil Donald Walsh: "Hurt people hurt people." 
but he talks about how every morning he does forgiveness. And um, one of the reasons, of course, is because he wants to feel better. He wants to improve his health, his life. But um, but I think the other reason that's really important, and he he didn't necessarily say this, but forgiveness actually adds compassion into the world, into the mass consciousness. Forgiveness is a way of coming back to compassion and love and, and, you know, adding that into the world. But he did say something that was really interesting, that what they found in studies is that when people forgive, they perform better. Like he said, people can jump higher in vertical jumps after they forgive than before. And I thought that was fascinating. And there there are other ways that they measured the benefits of forgiveness. And uh, there's loads of benefits on health. But I thought on performance, how cool is that? That's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. But every morning, he, he even says, if a waiter annoys you, and you went, if you went to a restaurant, a waiter was kind of snubby and annoys you, forgive that person. And he has a, a, a process he goes through where he he takes a minute or so to feel the feelings of resentment and anger that he felt towards the person. And then he imagines that person has had pain in their life and he turns it into compassion and is able to imagine hugging that person, hmm. which I think is really very powerful. And there are some misnomers. I think we talk about forgiving someone else. And and I think one of the points as I was doing my research is that what we really need to learn how to do is forgive ourselves because there are people that are harboring resentment against um, a lot of times parents who've been dead for decades. Mm. And so uh, they wouldn't know whether you forgave them or not. And it wouldn't make any difference if you didn't forgive yourself. It wouldn't make any difference. And so one of the things I came across, a great deal of therapeutic effort goes into struggling with anger and resentment because of what's called unfinished business. Mm. And then I found a quote in another one that says, an ex-prisoner of war asked a buddy, have you forgiven your captors yet? The second one replied, no, never. And the other one turned and said, then it seems like they still have you in prison, don't they? So, so it's, 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 it's really, uh, can you understand your own emotions that you have toward somebody about something they did or didn't do um, and understand it in a way that you can let go of it? And it's just an event, just another event in a long life and history of interactions with other people, some of them who will let you down and some who won't, you know, but um, the idea of forgiving someone else, I think is where we go astray. It's not about that. It's about forgiving yourself, finding some way to do that. And we're going to present some ways we, we hope that will help you be able to do that and really lead you to more peace and um, um, calmness in your own life. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing about um, lack of forgiveness is that it actually hurts your health. 
It mm-hmm. actually, um, there's a doctor from Hopkins, the negative effects of unforgiveness from Johns Hopkins um, creates an emotional storm of distress in which feelings of stress, anxiety, depression, insecurity, and fear surface. Unforgiveness also creates a hardened heart. The hardened heart feels anger and resentment and bitterness and hatred toward the offender. And, you know, we don't want to minimize that some things are seemingly unforgivable. You know, uh, even in his talk, uh, Vishen Lakiani's brief video, he said, sometimes forgiveness takes years because Mm -hmm. it's so heinous. And um, that is to be acknowledged. You know, um, we're not saying that, oh, well, they raped me. I'm, I'll just forgive them. You know, it, it, it isn't yeah. quite that easy. Yeah. Exactly. But um, she says there is an enormous physical burden to being hurt and disappointed. This is Dr. Karen Schwartz, MD, director of the Mood Disorders Adult Consultation Clinic at the Johns Hopkins Hospital. She says chronic anger puts you into the fight or flight mode, which results in numerous changes in heart rate, blood pressure, immune response, increased risk of depression, heart disease, diabetes, and um, forgiveness actually calms all stress levels and leads to improved health. So it's, it's pretty darn important. But you know, the other piece that's so important is really the peace of mind that comes when you can let it go. And I love Marianne Williamson's quote. Uh, In one of her talks, she said, forgiveness does not mean we have to have lunch. And that just is so true because I may forgive this person who hurt me, but I don't want to socialize with them. And that's okay. That doesn't mean I haven't forgiven them. It just means I don't choose them as a person in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I have uh, some other notes, uh, something called the gift of forgiveness. There's four different studies that were done. Study one showed that forgiveness improves cardiovascular and nervous system function. Um, uh, A second study showed that forgiving people suffer from less illness and uh, people who hold on to resistance have more health problems. That's the Mm -hmm. University of Wisconsin. Study three People who are taught how to forgive become less angry and feel less hurt and are more optimistic. And study number four showed that people who become more forgiving are more compassionate and more self-confident, and they also experience less stress. That's from Stanford Mm -hmm. University. So I I guess what we're doing uh, so far is making the case um, about, boy, wouldn't it be good if you could figure out how to do this thing? Because it would really improve the quality of your life. Absolutely. Uh, and um, there is, a, a, a Steve and Connie Ray Andreas are, are two uh, real biggies in the, in the uh, NLP uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming Community. have done a lot of work with the, this idea. And they said that an understanding that is vitally important in Mm self-forgiveness is that everyone always does the best they can in any given situation. And they say that's a presumption that if you cannot hold that, it's going to be more difficult for you to ever forgive. Mm 
it's like, well, they got up this morning and thinking, how can I terrorize art, you know? And so you know, <laughs> they weren't they weren't trying to be the best they can. But, but there's an interesting um, philosophical concept that says all of us are always doing the best we can, uh, given what we know or what our experience is. That we we don't say, well, this would be the best I can possibly do, and this would not, and so I'll choose the not. My bet. We, we're not wired up that way. We're always pedaling our little tricycle as fast as we know how. And a lot of times we don't have enough information or we have mistaken information and that makes it more confusing to do. But this mm-hmm. idea that this person who wronged you at the time was doing the best they knew how to do. And mm-hmm. if, the, if, if they knew any better, they would have been just automatically built in. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I realized, Dr. Art, is when I said you could call into the show and we're happy to have you on our conversation, I didn't give the phone numbers. So, Thomas, if you would, um, (laughs) if you would like to join our conversation, ask a question or get laser coaching, you can dial direct uh, toll free in the United States, 888-627-6008. If you are outside the U.S., you dial direct 1-323-744-4831. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I really like what you, what you just said. And, um, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's another piece to, um, interestingly, you know, how, we create psychosomatic illnesses and lack of forgiveness can lead to bitterness, becoming a bitter person. Mm -hmm. And I have here, what are the symptoms of bitterness? So take a listen. Mm -hmm. Let's see if you have some bitterness going on. And I don't know how many of these are, you know, would say that you're a bitter person, but if you, if it strikes a chord, maybe there's something you need to forgive that you may not even remember you just uh, you're holding on to a belief or something that's that's upsetting you so it says um you have imaginary conversations so you know how you can walk away from a uh, an argument and say i wish i'd said this and i wish i'd and so you keep that conversation going in your head so imaginary conversations so you can get back at the person You replay a conversation or experience over and over in your head. So you're torturing yourself. You decide, you know, it might not be that you wish you would have said something different, but you replay what you did say and you, you just get angrier and angrier and, you know, it just keeps going on and you're, you're torturing yourself really. And while Um, you're on that one, uh, just want to say how, how we, the therapeutic community have progressed. That used to be a therapeutic strategy. It was called extinguishing and you did it over and over and over and over until you just absolutely wore yourself out until it just, I'm so tired of doing, I'm not going to, this doesn't make any difference anymore. And, and it worked a few times enough to give people um, the incentive to continue trying it, but the cost of it in in people's uh, lives was just enormous. It probably cost more than, than the benefit of getting rid of, rid of it at all. Yeah. So let me just say, we do not do that anymore. Right. <laughs> that's not a and that's why it's one of the seven signs of bitterness. Yeah. Um, 
The other is you feel the need to tell someone what he or she did. And that kind of goes along with you have these imaginary conversations. Um, You are easily offended by this person. So if you still have to interact with them, you get you're so bitter about what they did in the past. Now, everything they do, you get offended or angry Mm -hmm. about and you have strong negative emotional reactions to things they say and do around you. So it, it makes life, you know, I think there are a lot of people who might have experienced this at, let's say you have a job and you have a team of people that you work with or a department that you're in and someone really rubs you the wrong way. And you then create this bitterness and this, this kind of scenario it your job becomes almost intolerable when you have to deal with this every day. Especially if it's your boss that's, <laughs> that's the one. I'll know, say. That makes it really tough. <laughs> that does indeed. So um yeah, so maybe we can get to some of the um some of the solutions. Uh I have uh one thing that I put down that I actually thought was pretty cool. Um, is it, it's really four steps to self-forgiveness, which is actually another aspect of forgiveness. I think it's harder for us to forgive ourselves than, uh, than almost more than anybody else. It's, um, we tend to beat ourselves up, don't we, Dr. Art? We do. And, and I think that, um, on that, uh, note, um, if you're working with someone who has that um, kind of uh, scenario going in their life, you can ask them, uh, have you ever betrayed someone uh, or mistreated someone yourself? Um, and, and most everybody has. I mean, if we're, if we're uh, uh, over the age of eight, I guess we, we've probably done that. And so the question is, well, how did you go about forgiving yourself for having done that? Because most of the time we're, we're pretty quick to forgive ourselves for things, you know, because we say, well, I was doing the best I could. I'm, you know, so that's our excuse or that's our, our uh, view of, of the way things happen. But we're not willing to give other people the benefit of that doubt. So, so this thing, well, how did you forgive yourself? And sometimes people will say, well, I don't know. I never thought about the fact that I had to do that. So let me go back and see if I can figure out how, how I did it. And a lot of times some enormously insightful things will come out of that conversation with yourself mm-hmm. about your own processes, how you do things. You know, actually what I was saying, what I was trying to say was that we actually, I think in some instances, we forgive ourselves readily, like if we tell a white lie, mm-hmm. if we don't keep our word, yes. But when we've really, if you're a feeling person and you've really hurt someone, mm-hmm. then re- forgiveness is not so easy. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, any parent will tell you, oh, I wish I'd done it this way. Oh, I wish I'd done it that, you know. The, the mother guilt, the father guilt, uh, I didn't do enough, I did too much, <laughs> goes on and on. So one of the ways that uh, you can do is like four steps, which is you take ownership of what you did mm-hmm. and you say, okay, this is what I did. And 
you acknowledge the feelings that go with it. I acknowledge that by doing this act or whatever I said, uh, I feel extremely guilty. I feel ashamed, whatever the feelings are. And then you go to make amends. Now, it's interesting because this is in the 12-step programs. There's a step to make amends with anybody that you hurt in your life. And this Mm -hmm. is part of a whole forgiveness process that helps people to heal because some of the worst shame and guilt is when addicts are trying to recover and they realize what they've done in the process of being addicts and um, and going after their substance. But um, you, when you, if it's someone, you know, over the age of uh, not talking at all, but even with your kids that are one years old, you can say, I'm sorry, you know, uh, but it's just about making amends to the person or group of people where you didn't really perform well or, or show up or where you did something that you're ashamed of. And then finally, um, what did you learn from that? Because if you don't take a lesson and um, how would you do it differently, then it's sort of wasted. So it's mm-hmm. always about what could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I have a, a personal uh, testimony I give I can uh, that I have around um, forgiveness. Um, I felt betrayed at, at a point in my life by a group of people, and um, it uh, it wrecked my uh, normal day to the point where I couldn't uh, sleep. Um, I couldn't eat. I lost 40 pounds. Uh, I could not listen to any kind of music that it just, the, the first note that just, I would break into tears, you know, it, it was so traumatic for me. And, um, I, um, I, I struggled with this for, for years. Um, and, and actually I think the thing that for me, anyway, the thing that worked was, um, what did this experience teach me about myself that I probably would never have known without this kind of an experience. And I began mining that area for gold and found a lot, you know, that of, and here's, here was my part in, in it, you know, that um, uh, e- either it was not on purpose, certainly, but through ignorance, this was how I contributed to making this a, an even worse experience in it than it turned out to be. Mm. And so when I began approaching it, as a, I am thankful for these people for giving me the opportunity to learn something that I didn't want to learn about me and, and mm. that I needed to know in order for me to even progress in my own life, uh, in my own evolution development. And uh, as I began looking at it in that way, it just completely transformed the whole experience into a, a learning experience. Um, that that I had not ever even thought of because I was so angry and so hurt that it was like, you know, they they did a bad thing and and I was a victim. I I just I was in a deep in a victimhood, you know. And I finally had to come out of that and say, no, I, I had a part in in this too. But even ignoring that aspect of it, as so so, what did I learn from having to, from going through that? 
and it was absolutely liberating. And now the event uh, holds no no emotional trauma for me at all. I can go back and review it just like it happened to somebody else. Yeah, it, it's 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 had become that uh, emotion free that uh before if i even had a glimpse memory of it i would i would just break apart i mean i just couldn't hold it you know at all so so looking for uh meaning uh looking for a way to reframe something um we we assign a meaning to it and the meaning is causing us to feel hurt um what is another meaning we could ascribe to that in my case it was a learning you know what did i what can i learn from this Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost, it was almost like I envisioned it having been staged for my benefit, that mm-hmm. these people were unknowing, maybe unwitting actors uh, in, a, in a play, and that was their role, and, and um, they, they, weren't, they weren't out to get me or anything like that. It was just the way things evolved. Uh, that, that was my feeling out of it, so I assigned that meaning to it. Soon as I change that meaning to oh, they're teachers. Boom! The whole thing just completely fell apart the way I had put it together before, and now I had a whole new experience of that same situation, meaning something totally different. So wow. I encourage you to look at at the meaning that you have attributed to something uh, you've ascribed to it. That it, as as I have said on a previous program. Nothing means anything until you say that it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the meaning is not in the event. It's in your head. It's in your heart. It's in your mind. And you can change that. You can't change the event, but you certainly can change what it means. Well, you know, that goes right in line with what Dr. Schwartz also says about how to learn to be forgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says it's an active process. Uh, saying the words, it is an uh, is not the only part of it. It's actually about making a conscious decision to let go of negative feelings, whether the person deserves it or not. And that's really key because uh, she says, as you release the anger, resentment, hostility, you begin to feel empathy, compassion, and sometimes even affection for the person who wronged you. And of course, there are levels. There's de- it depends. I'm not necessarily going to feel affectionate towards, uh, you know, someone who's done a horrible crime against me. But mm-hmm. uh, I can have compassion for uh, their human situation, for someone who steals If someone steals something from you, what's going on in their life? You know, at some point you've got to say, okay, um, I'm choosing that I don't want to live with this feeling anymore. And that's really, you know, I think that's 99% half the time with just about anything, Dr. Art, is making that decision that you're going to change something, change how you're reacting, change how you're uh, what your behaviors are, whatever it is that you want to feel differently, you have to look at how can I make a conscious choice that this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And that goes back, I think, to that that idea that if you keep repeating, they're doing the best they can, mm. that, they, that, that if they knew better, they would do better. A lot of kids, I think, uh, as they grow up, they have a lot of resentment about things their parents did or didn't do. 
and and uh, what you what you come up with they they people cannot give what they do not have yes if they didn't have the experience of another way to parent then they're giving you what they how they were parented maybe which may have been disastrous but they didn't know any better so they just repeated and passed it on down to the next generation and it's up to us to interfere and and change that um that series of processes that that we don't just blindly pass that on to our children or, or to our friends or family or whoever that we can that we can change it and be be the where the the bad story stops and, absolutely and, i remember in my 40s having my midlife crisis and mm-hmm. a lot of it being anger and resentment towards my parents and um there was a phrase And I forget which book I got it from, but it was about being complete with your parents. Mm. And when you complete, then you can do what it is you just said. You you complete, you know, and, and of course you can use gestalt therapy. You can have them in a chair and talk to them, even if they're not alive, just pretend that they're there and tell them everything you wanted to say. And that's kind of therapeutic too. But, but at a certain point you need to be complete. And just say, I am not a victim of what my parents did. I'm choosing that, yeah, did I get some negative patterns because of them? Did I hurt terribly because of them? Yes, I did. What am I going to do now? And that's the thing is there's always a new choice to make. And so if you stay in the hurt and the the victim, like you talked about, you felt like a victim for a while. And if you stay there, you're disempowering yourself and you're choosing to have a less than joyful life. Mm -hmm. And so just be aware that that is on you. It's your conscious choice that you decided you're not going to have as good a life as you can have because you're going to keep being in this victim angry mode and it it is um it's just a shame to do that to yourself and speaking of that i want to offer something that we've offered before which is our free handout on emotional freedom technique and that's what we're going to give you the uh email to uh, get it from us all you have to do is send an email saying please send me the eft handout Emotional freedom technique is an incredible technique that it's a form of energy medicine and it combines um, meridian, the, the Chinese meridians tapping on the meridians. It's almost like acupressure with the conscious awareness of the thing that you want to release. And it's very fascinating. And it actually stimulates the amygdala and and makes a change in the brain to decrease stress. Because anytime you're dealing with a negative emotion, you're dealing with a heightened amount of stress in the body. And so EFT through tapping the meridians somehow changes, affects the brain to change your, your physiology to be one of calmness. And so the charge on the emotion, the kind of, I call it the electrical charge of the emotion gets tampered down and then you can deal better. So it's very, very useful. Um, And we will give that email out at the end of the show 
Meanwhile, I just want to remind you that if you'd like to call in and talk with us or get some laser coaching on forgiveness, if you'd like to just join the conversation, you can dial direct in and toll free in the United States, 1-888-627-6008. And if you are outside the U.S., you can dial 1-323-744-4831. And we'd love to hear from you. So, Dr. Art, a couple of things I had printed out, other than forgiveness as a choice, uh, Dr. Schwartz says, and and then I'm sure you have some amazing uh, solutions here. She says, reflect and remember, that includes the events themselves and also how you reacted, how you felt, and how the anger and hurt have affected you since. It's almost like taking stock. You know, just saying, what is the cost I'm paying from this? Empathize with the other person, as you were saying, Dr. Art. Uh, for instance, if your spouse grew up in an alcoholic family, then, ang- uh, then anger uh, gets angry when you have too many glasses of wine might be more understandable. Um, that's an interesting, uh, uh, an interesting sample example. Mm-hmm. Um, forgive deeply, she says, simply forgiving someone because you think you have to and have no other alternative mm-hmm. or, or because you think your religion requires it may be enough to bring some healing. But one study found that people whose forgiveness came in part from really understanding that no one is perfect. This is exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, we're able to resume a normal relationship with the other person even if that person never apologized. Those who only forgave in an effort to salvage the relationship wound up with a worse relationship. So that's pretty interesting too. Very good. I have another thing that we can add and uh, I have a handout on this if, uh, if anyone would like to have it. It's called bilateral stimulation and, and it is... Um, uh, akin to uh, EFT in that it is a physical movement that you make. And uh, I backed up just now because I wanted to give you an example, and I'm just using a, a yellow marker here, uh, but you can use a pair of socks, a ballpoint pen, uh, your keys, or anything. Um, and the idea is that we have a, a center line that divides us left half and right half of our body. And as you may or may not know, the, uh, the, the uh, side of the brain on one side of your body controls the, the part on the other side of your body. So we're kind of cross-wired. So um, this side of the brain is, uh, is actually affecting um, the, uh, the uh, having trouble with the TV here. Uh, <laughs> the other side. So, so the idea is that you take an object and you hold it in your hand and you swing it out to the side and then back to the center, and then you change hands and swing it out to the other side, and then back to the center. Swing it out to the other side and back to the center, then swing it out to the other side and back to the center. Now, because of what we know about brain wiring, what you're doing is you're forcing one side of your brain to be activated, and then the other side to be activated, and then the other side, and then the other side. And by this swinging back and forth, uh, the idea is that distress is usually centered in either one or the other side of your brain. 
And so if you constantly stimulate and shift and stimulate and shift, that pretty soon the neurology becomes very confused about, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I got, it's like windshield wiper. They go this side, <laughs> back to this side, back to this side, back to this side. And you can almost feel the anxiety or the anger or, or whatever the emotion is just beginning to drop away. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing that you can do to add to that is if you will add eye movement to that. So you keep your, your face straight ahead and you, you just follow this object with your eyes only and then back and then shifting your eyes and then back. And when you get your eyes involved with it, that is over half the brain is devoted to visual interpretation. So you're really engaging a, a, a lot of your brain power in following this object back and forth and back and forth. And that just further uh, adds to the confusion of your neurology and uh, the neurological response then just, just ebbs away. So when you're feeling particularly anxious or angry or whatever, if you get to a place where you can, can do that, it will instantly and, uh, and very uh, thoroughly begin to uh, bleed off that emotion uh, just wow. because of the activity you're doing. Very simple, very quick, very easy, very powerful. I encourage Love you to that. use that when you need it. Yeah. You know, what else is good about that is that it takes your mind off of what the problem is <laughs> and you're so busy right. concentrating. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, I think, um, I think there's some things that probably are going to take some time to forgive. Um, At least in my life, there there are some things I've had to work pretty hard at forgiving. Um, But at some point, I was able to get to a place where I realized that I was suffering more than than, uh, the other person. Um, But uh, I think... You know, the the biggest key that we've talked about is really what you said about your story, because it sounded like it sounded like it was pretty rough Mm -hmm. um, of what you learned from it. And maybe it's because you and I are both, you know, over the age of 60. (laughs) Or so. Uh Yeah, I I, um, I start Medicare in uh, (laughs) I'll be 65 this month. (laughs) speaking of birthdays hey everybody dr art's birthday is tomorrow Woo! you're catching me on the last day of my 83rd year on the planet i start 84 tomorrow i'll be be my first day into the next year and uh so far so good you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) dr art you will never die i know this you're just too stubborn (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well the other one is i'm having too much fun to die i don't, I don't well, want to yeah. miss out on anything so absolutely i have uh uh further to add to our uh, information for folks um I, I found a study of five reasons not to forgive and the mm-hmm. counter argument to that so let me just read them off really quickly oh, is that good. A good time to do that yeah now? yeah Okay, the other person does not deserve my forgiveness. So this says, perhaps not, but forgiveness is not for them, it's for you. 
So that's kind of the counter is it you're not doing anybody a favor. In fact, the person may not ever know that you did or didn't forgive them. They may not know that they did anything that they needed to be forgiven for even, you know, so uh, we make this big deal about, oh, I'm going to, that that old saying about it's like uh, drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it works that way. It's it's you that is feeling anger or or some negative uh, result from not being able to forgive. And so um, it's not about whether they deserve it or not. Um, it, it breaks away so that you don't even have to get into that decision. Do, I'll only forgive them if they deserve it. How in the world are we going to know if they deserve it or not? So just get out of that one. The next one I thought was real interesting. Um, I need to get even first. <laughs> then I forgive them. <laughs> I so the question is, uh, what would that do for you? Uh, so, you, so you get even now. Now you you can feel guilty about something that you, did, that you need to be forgiven for. So, this uh, getting even is not the way life works out. Life is not fair. It, it, mm. It's never going to be even with everybody. So, just get over that notion uh, to begin with. Third one, interesting. Anger makes me feel very powerful, and I do not want to give up that feeling. Mm. Yes, there is a certain feeling of power in feeling angry, uh, in being courageous and willing to stand up for yourself and your values. But usually there's also a sense of lack of choice in having to be angry and having to be preoccupied with the thoughts of the person that harmed you. So this idea of, of hanging on so that you can access your powerful anger feelings there are a lot of other things you can feel angry about without. <laughs> without <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that. Um, and here's a really big one, I think, number four. I refuse to forgive and forget. So many people um, make forgiving and forgetting almost interchangeable. And, mm-hmm. and so the point they're making here is... Um, I refuse to forgive and forget. I agree with you completely. I don't want you to forgive and forget. If you forgot, then you'd be completely vulnerable to a repetition of the harm that started it in the first place. So I think that the, the thing that I began to realize as I came out of my about a four-year effort in, in working with this is that I will never forget this. Yeah. But I have forgiven already. <laughs> it, it Forgiven in the sense that it no longer has an emotional hold on me anymore. It's just an event. And I'll never forget the event. And like you say, you know, there these I don't want to have lunch with these people. <laughs> but on, on the other hand, it's just a choice that I make. There are a lot of people that I wouldn't particularly like to have lunch with, not because they harm me in any way, but just not not my kind of folks there. So um the idea of of uh, remembering what they did is probably pretty healthy. In fact, it does protect you from walking. You know that old saying: "Fool me once, shame mm-hmm. on me. Fool me twice, shame on you." Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I got it backwards. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So, right, um, you, you ought to learn from your experience. And if you learn that someone is not trustworthy or or doesn't deserve. Um, your respect or or even your engagement at all, then um, avoid them. You know, you don't have to put anybody in your life that you don't want to. 
Well, one of the things you talked about was the desire to get even. Mm -hmm. And what I think is really important to remember about that is that they are still in control. You're allowing something else or someone else or the situation, the memory, it controls you now. And it, it pushes you into an activity that you wouldn't normally think of doing. Mm-hmm. And somehow there's this, this uh, fantasy that it's going to even the score, but it doesn't, it just makes things worse. Cause you, as you said, you know, then you have to feel regret, remorse, shame, whatever, by the thing that you did, which you wouldn't normally have done, but in the effort to get even, you end up acting in a way that you wouldn't normally act. And I think that's really important to to emphasize because um, it it all goes with what do you really want? Mm-hmm. What what kind of a life? What kind of peace of mind would you have if you're consumed with having to get even? So well, I, and mine got to the point where I threatened some of the people, um, and luckily I did not have to deliver on my threat. And if I had, uh, it would have cost me years and years of of grief, you know, uh, about what I would have done uh, to deliver on the threat. And so, uh, as it turns out, I didn't I didn't do anything other than words. And and um, I think um, I think it let me know how vulnerable I was to my own emotions. I, I, mm-hmm. I was not in charge of me, and that was very uncomfortable. So this last one. If I forgave them, then they'd think that what they did didn't matter and they could feel comfortable in doing it again. So you want them to know how terrible it was for you so that they won't do it again. I think that's important for you to communicate that directly with the person. I don't know about you, but I found out when I'm angry and I don't communicate it very well, the other person gets defensive and doesn't listen and maybe blows it off, thinking, oh, they're just upset, doesn't mean anything. So approach this in a very calm and gentle way with, with the logic of your, um, your um, feelings. Uh, not, not, you're not blowing off anger or expressing a threat or anything like that. You're just letting them know that um, that hurt me, and I expect that you will never do that again. Um, and, and I want you to know so that you don't go along thinking, well, I didn't notice or it didn't make any difference to me or whatever. Uh, but I'm not going to tolerate that, you know, so, so you can stand up for yourself, your beliefs, your values and things like that without having to, um, just clam up and then not say anything. And then Mm -hmm. sure enough, the person may not know (laughs) anything at all about it. They may not have any idea unless you tell them. Well, and that brings me to uh, something I learned a long time ago from mm. my uh, then NLP coach and therapist, and it was how to express without attacking, without putting them on the defensive, and mm. really speaking from an I experience. And I have found this to be so valuable, and I'd be happy to email it to anybody who wants it. Um, it is five, I believe five things. When you did such and such, I felt such and such. And I imagined, 
And so the imagining could be, I imagine that you meant to hurt me. I imagine that you thought, I imagine that you still think, um, whatever you imagine. Um, and I appreciate uh, that, you know, you could say, I appreciate that you might not have understood. I appreciate that you might have had something else in mind. I can appreciate that you weren't even aware how you affected me. Mm -hmm. And then I request, I request that you take a look at what you did and how it affected me. And then you're focusing more on what they did than who they are as a person and how it, you know, you're saying, I feel this way. And it was when you did this and you could even, if it's a certain situation where, you know, I, I imagine you didn't mean it. I imagine you didn't have the intention to hurt. So it could go any way you want it, but those five words help you to express it without being all emotional. And, you know, you can use some pretty strong words in that. Um, it, it, I have used that even when, um, I was still feeling angry, but I wanted to put it in a way that I would actually be heard. In format, yeah. yeah. It's much better than the three, the three word, uh, admonishment by Dirty Harry. Make the day, you know, you, you don't <laughs> want to use that. That is not a good solution. To no, not a good one. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, right. you know what? We are out of time. Already. I know. How does that happen? It's just so fast. Yeah. Keeps happening. Yeah. yeah. Well, folks, I want you to get our email address because we've offered you several things. One is the emotional freedom technique handout. The other is uh, what Dr. Art, uh, what, what was it you were going to give them? Well, I have a couple of things. I have that bilateral stimulation uh, you know, the, the description of that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also have the five reasons that people give for um, for not, not forgiving. forgiving. And, and there's a lot more that goes to each one of those that I think is insightful. Uh, be glad to send that on, too. Awesome. And then I will also, if you want it, include the uh, five words that you can fill in so that you can express what you need to to the other person without a whole bunch of emotion. I like one of those. I think that sounds great. <laughs> you bet. Uh, okay. I had the most amazing mentor therapist when I was in my 40s. Um, oh, Thomas, would you put that back on the screen? Because some people are just listening and not watching. Uh, our email is contact nrshow at gmail.com. Contact C-O-N-T-A-C-T. N is in Nancy. R is in Rachel. Show at gmail.com. Thanks, Thomas. All right. Well, what another show, another, another show, show, another day. <laughs> so can't wait till next week and see what we're going to say next week too. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Next week, you're going to be 84. I will. I, I'll have wisdom that's going to descend on me tomorrow, I'm sure. Uh, there'll be things that I just <laughs> thought I knew, and now, now I'll be sure of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Happy, happy, happy birthday. I'm Thank so you. Thank you. so happy that you're, you're uh, doing what you love and getting younger every day. Well, great. That's a good thought. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. Thank you. 
So thank you so much. If you'd like to subscribe to our show, if you got value out of our show, we invite you to become a subscriber. It truly does help us keep the lights on here. Um, and, you know, we, we try to help so many people uh, more than we can just in our offices. So go to our show page. You'll see how to become a subscriber. And thank you so much for tuning in. We just yes. love doing these shows. Thank you. Look forward yeah. to seeing you all next week. Absolutely. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider being a supporter. You can find that on our show page. Tune in every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash new reality show for announcements of upcoming topics and exciting guest interviews. Bye for now.